0: Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can not take your order? We have to go back! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing one of my favorite movies, the 1997
1: Nickelodeon classic, Good Burger. So much about this movie.
0: Yeah. The main thing being that I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. And we're all dudes. Hey. They made a music video of that song. Yeah, with less than Jake. Like, what,
1: what more do you need
0: from a movie? Not much
1: else. Well, maybe Jake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just the right amount of Jake in this movie. Um. Yeah. Um. This is, I guess, our first... Nickelodeon movie. Uh, there are only a handful of
1: those. Yeah, and I believe this was the second Nickelodeon movie that the studio ever produced, uh, coming on the heels of *Harriet the Spy*. You are correct, sir. Because I Harry- didn't do any research. I just remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, *Harriet the Spy* uh, just this year celebrated its 20-year anniversary since its release. What? Yeah, so there you go. That makes Time sense. Has yeah, yeah,
1: this is a 1997 movie.
0: Yeah, sure is. Yeah, so uh, Good Burger, for those of you who don't know, because I feel like this was a very specific time where this would have been a movie that you would have seen, and it would have been 1997. But for those of you who don't know, Good Burger is a movie based off of an all that sketch. Uh, and all that at the time was basically a kids to early, like, Basically, like a kid's version of SNL. Yeah, um, it's just like kids doing sketch comedy, um, and it was, as the show said, all that super '90s show, um, and it went on into the early 2000s. But one of the show sketches that they had in there was a recurring sketch was Good Burger, and it starred Kel Mitchell as Ed, and Keenan actually played a different character in the t tv show he played lester oaks construction worker right Uh, one of my favorite uh my name is lester oaks construction worker so the construction
1: worker that the guy plays at the beginning of the movie is closer to the character that keenan is playing in the sketch correct
0: correct yeah in the original sketch he uh he was lester oaks who was just disgruntled and always upset about like ed getting the order wrong um but yeah, so this was actually Kenan Thompson's second uh, major movie, his first one being uh, Mighty
1: Ducks 2.
0: And, um, oh. and it was Kel Mitchell's first
1: movie. What about and- Josh Server? He was another all that cast member um, who I really liked Josh Server a lot when the show was on and yeah uh, he was great he was ear boy ear boy ear boy his ears are
0: really big
1: yeah was he pizza face as well
0: um no kel was pizza pizza oh that's right they
1: couldn't they were in the same sketch together they couldn't yeah both be that um but yeah Yeah. i like josh server a lot and then uh laurie beth dimberg maybe Mm -hmm. the uh one of the more famous names to come out of all that other than keenan thompson and amanda bynes Mm -hmm. and and uh yeah laurie beth dimberg makes a brief cameo so
0: to give you guys a quick synopsis of the film two dim-witted teenagers are forced to save the fast food restaurant that they work at from going out of business despite a new and improved burger joint opening across the street that want to be the top dog in the fast food industry
1: that synopsis would make more sense if they sold hot dogs. <laughs> You're right. If they're You're doing right. that, they need, like, they need to get their buns in line. <laughs> or it's time to meet their maker.
0: Oh, man. Where were
1: you in 1997? Uh, second grade?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Okay, I'll, I'll let you pass this time.
1: That's what they said in second grade. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this was like a really big uh, deal at the time. The movie came out in 1997, and it overall the reviews of the movie weren't that great because uh, it was very directly tied into all that because it was made for the Nickelodeon audience. So you already had seen Kel in a lot of sketches. This was basically, I would say, and argue that this is like the Wayne's World movie. Yeah
1: but for but for Nickelodeon, I would say. And the buddy comedy um, element of it, too, makes it feel more like Wayne's World. Uh, yeah. What, you even have writers from all that, writing the script and and uh, being actors in it. So the manager uh, mm-hmm. was one of the primary. Dan Schneider. Yeah, Dan Schneider, one of the primary writers on all that. And Kenan and Kel, and The Amanda Show, and mm-hmm. Drake and
0: Josh. Pretty much any Nickelodeon show that you watched and had people in it. Dan Schneider
1: was pretty much behind all of it. So it's just a a whole cast of Nickelodeon people, which you see in SNL movies, too, where you're like, oh, okay, just everyone that they knew from SNL is going to pop up in this movie, and Fred Armisen is going to play three different ethnicities
0: yeah, it was it was a I mean the movie when it first came out,, uh, they did a ton of promotions for it. Um, they actually did a good burger, good premiere, good sweep skate, sweepstakes uh, where four grand prize winners would win tickets to the film's premiere one thousand dollars. and they got to meet Keenan Thompson and Cal Mitchell. and a hundred first prize winners won a fabric hat with dreadlocks resembling that of uh, main character Ed, and five hundred second place winners won a copy of the film's soundtrack. Uh, that had a label saying it was licensed for promotional use, not for sale. Uh, And they did a ton of TV spots, and it was just, it was all over the place. This movie for me, uh, when I was a kid, was, like, everything. Because, like, I loved watching all that, loved watching Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel Mm -hmm. um, were the first actors who I saw that, like, inspired me in so many different ways. The show Keenan and Kel was, like, the beginning of my hat wearing phase because I love Kel's style um, they were the first kind of actors who I saw who were like me um, who were like my age and they were acting and I was like wait I I can I can do that I can be like them
1: I had that feeling when I saw America's Funniest Home Videos and saw Bob Saget hosting
0: <laughs> yeah it's like
1: this is an option
0: that's it yeah yeah, and I, I just, I love, I love, love, love Keenan and Kel so very much. And you know, this was—I mean—a lot of people who are listening to this might recognize Keenan from, you know, SNL nowadays. And like, it was amazing to uh, see that this was kind of where he started, or he started—he actually started, fun fact—doing um, like a movie review show. Before he even got in Mighty Ducks or on all that, he, like, would re- review movies uh, and give it, like, a ratings of popcorn, uh, oh. basically. How, I, how do I know that, you ask? I saw Keenan live. Uh, I got to go to um, a night where he performed live, and he talked about his entire childhood as a child actor and talked about Good Burger and all of that and all these other things. And it was super fun.
1: So you're saying 20 years from now, you and I can be on SNL?
0: I think so, Grayson. <laughs> I think so. Good. We'll be right, right. in
1: the strike zone.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um the movie uh, opening weekend grossed $7 million, uh finishing in fifth at the box office. And it went on to gross $23 million. Like I said before, A lot of people didn't particularly like the movie uh, review-wise, especially adults, but, like, kids loved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I remember having the movie on VHS, and I remember renting it from Blockbuster a ton, and uh, it was really just one of my favorite movies. It's a
1: very specific audience.
0: The last time I saw this movie was, like, last year, and because I... Well I also I went to I remember uh my wife and I we went on a date, we went to In N Out Burger and watched mm-hmm. Good Burger. It was great. Um and I was watching the movie this time around, kind of looking at it through the lens of someone who might not have seen all that. And it's a very bizarre <laughs> movie. Um uh, if you if you have not seen it. Because you're like, why am I watching this guy? Who just is really disconnected from reality?
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of sketches that are just in between other scenes mm-hmm. uh, that I think were verbatim pulled from the show. So that would be a uh, a little weird. And yeah, the movie like starts with Kel in this like
0: I that scene where the burgers are talking to him. Yeah. Like if I would have of- walked
1: into the theater, I would be like, I think I'm in the wrong theater kind of that wet hot american summer idea of the can that can talk to him yeah yeah it's like this is a little weird oh yeah but like if you have
0: seen kelvin the sketches you're like oh man this is so funny i get this so yeah it was a movie for fans it really was um and there was originally going to be a sequel made called good burger to go
1: oh that's a good name not better burger
0: right burger well, good burger Two, the number two because it's the 90s good burger Two, go oh. um but paramount turned it down and so this is something i've never seen before they turned the screenplay into a novel oh, okay so it's on amazon right now you can buy it for a penny. Um, here's the synopsis. Good burgers in trouble again. This time, it's been selling Ed's sauce without a license, which is my biggest concern uh, for uh-huh. the movie. Um, the only way to save the secret sauce is to get it approved through a taste test. The problem? The pot of Ed's sauce is empty and only one person knows how to make more. Where's Ed when they need him? Ed's trying to give a customer his 18 cents of change. In Paris.
1: Yeah, because for the, for the sequel, you really have yeah. to go international. If, yeah. if you're not already based in New York, then you can go to New mm-hmm. York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Determined to return the money, Ed is following
0: the man around the world and straight into a kidnapping plot. Luckily, Ed's friend Dexter is also following him. With Ed and Dexter on the case, this adventure is sure to be, well, an adventure. <laughs>
1: So this is this a complete year later? Because how would Dexter be able to take off all that time from school, and work nonetheless? Um, well, yeah. I
0: yeah. Let, let me double check. Lacks management. <laughs> all right. Well, well. Listen, Ed's taking some time off. He worked here for like four years now, and um, he's earned some vacation time because he never skipped a day. So he's just going <laughs> to Paris. Yeah. So the, it came out um, it in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so I guess it would have been a year
1: after. They turned that pretty quickly. It it seems like they already had the story in place, and then they just were big Good Burger fans and plugged in those elements into their pre-existing novel. (laughs) And uh, where does uh, Linder Cardellini fall into all this, the uh, insane asylum patient?
0: Well, in the sequel... Uh, the synopsis-wise, it doesn't say anything, Oh, but fun fact, that was her first feature film debut. Oh, really? Yeah, and this even predates Freaks and Geeks. Hmm. I like her a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. I had a huge crush on her when this first came
1: out. I'm just like, hmm, I like that girl. I like her a lot. And then you saw ER, and you're like, hmm, this is very violent and dramatic.
0: Oh, I never saw her. She was in ER?
1: Yeah. Yeah, she... Showed a lot of episodes
0: on ER. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that show. That was after 9 o'clock on NBC. That <laughs> was past my bedtime. I was too busy catching Pokemon.
1: <laughs> my, how times have changed. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> um, so, fun
0: fact the Burgermobile, because remember we talked about Wayne's World before, the mm-hmm. Burgermobile is the Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. It's no. the exact same car. They just added burger attachments to it.
1: That's why you never see them in the same parking lot. <gasps> Save
0: it for headcanon. Save it for headcanon. <laughs> yeah, and um, the director um, was also in the TV show Head of Class when he was a child actor as well. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, Brian Robbins, um, he went on to write uh, or produce uh, several shows such as Smallville, One Tree Hill, and Coach Carter. He's been very active in the industry, and but when he was a kid, he was an actor on the show Head of the Class, which is like another teen comedy. And, uh, yeah, so he knows what the kids are talking and being like. He's got his finger on the pulse. Of life. So, let's go ahead and get into our uh, reactions and uh, recap. Grayson, when's, first off, when's the last time you saw this movie?
1: Man, it was at least a decade ago. Yeah. I, I probably saw this movie when I was in middle school last time. Oh, wow. I saw it in theaters, and then I saw it, I think, again in middle school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's um, I barely remembered any of it. Really? I would rem- I would remember certain lines, but not why they were said. Like, I remember the guy <laughs> saying, you better watch your own butt or something. Like, yep. like you better watch your butt. And mm-hmm. him turning around a bunch of times. Like, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember the song, but it was all just slowly coming back to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't yeah. remember any of the insane asylum stuff. I thought uh, I I got that mixed up with select episodes of Fringe. Um, <laughs> I yeah, for the most part, it was a pretty fresh experience. I liked seeing Abe Vigoda again. Uh, yeah, Abe Vigoda is is great, and so whenever he pops up, you know, you gotta you gotta take those moments when you get them.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that they gave him a more involved part, like towards like the. Um like, I guess like throughout the movie, like he's the guy who catches uh, <laughs> Kurt. I um, had, oh man, I want to get to Kurt because that guy, man. Uh, but yeah, he caught Kurt. He got sent into the asylum and he like broke out with them. He
1: has like, he had a lot of the like standout lines like, ah, I think I broke my butt. Right. And as far as movie history, like he is the most impressive IMDb and like most impressive film resume but um it would be really easy to write off that character but they didn't do that yeah i say most impressive i'm not including shaquille o'neal in that statement
0: (laughs) uh i think your statement still stands okay (laughs) um yeah it was um i think my favorite thing about this movie it is such a a great snapshot of a lot of different kinds of films because like you have those really old like 80s movies about like oh no there's that rival news building trying to take down our humble store and we've got to raise money to save the school sister act back of the habit also pretty much any other movie that involves like a what i think the big thing in the 80s was like there's a new mini mall building across the street that's gonna put us out of business
1: it's a pretty popular formula i mean Good Burger is dodgeball with burgers.
0: <laughs> That's... I've never... I don't think that sentence has ever been said before. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I think the... Um, I, I like the whole rival... the rivalry between the two companies and also just Kurt's just dedication to destroy <laughs> Good Burger. Like... I think, here's my thing, as an adult, I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking, wait a second, Kurt, your overhead has to be massive, that square footage is just oh, yeah. too much, it's too much, which, fun fact, the um, Mondo Burger was actually a mall across the street that was just had food attachments attached to it, to make it look like it was like this really big to-do store, but the exterior was a mall that used to be there. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and so I'm just like, like Kurt's just like laughing at all the money that's being brought in. I'm just like, yeah, but man, you got like you have a lot of staff to pay. You have all these other costs. Like you can't be netting that much. You can't be too excited too soon. I mean, you have to wait at least six months to even know what your real costs are. You're opening up a new franchise. Uh, Because I watch a lot of uh, Bar Rescue, and. In Shark Tank and like things like that, I'm like, oh man, you, you're gonna need more money. Like, you shouldn't get too too cocky about this. This business has established themselves in the market for 40 years. It's the chances of them really going under. It's just it's slim to none. Uh, in case it's not obvious, I had a ton of fun watching this movie uh, and just like looking and seeing, it, looking at it from like a like a an adult mindset because their solution to be the good burger was make the patties bigger
1: yeah not the like, quality of the meat just the size of it
0: yeah and like they were so big I, I don't know if you'll notice this but you never saw anyone at mondo burger actually eating a burger because no
1: one's jaws are that big you have to nibble away at it it's more of yeah. an experiential thing yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, I just, I just had so much fun like looking at that. I'm like, oh man, poor guy, and then he was just, he was so honest to a fault. Like Abe, because he's like, what are you guys doing? What did you put in the sauce? It's shark poison. And I was like, oh okay, well now hmm. he knows. And then it's just like, oh, this looks illegal. It's very <laughs> illegal. It's the hubris, hubris of Kurt. Uh, oh, fun fact! Um, did
1: you watch Agents of Shield? I've seen the first two seasons.
0: Okay, well, you know the guy um, in the first season who I won't give like a ton of spoilers to. Uh, so, there's a guy in the first season who like has abilities. I think he's even like the pilot episode. Um, Jay August Richards is the actor, okay. but he 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 played Mike Peterson or Deathlock.
1: Oh, yeah, Deathlock. He he was oh, Kurt's Blackie. He was the henchman. He was the henchman. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah,
0: and I also thought he'd look super familiar and I realized I recognized him from none other than Build Up, Build Up, Build Up I guess it was that. Is Agents of Shield. It's Agents of Shield. Oh. I thought it was something else. It uh, was a lot of build up. Sure was. Oh, he was also an angel. So, oh, well, there you go. I think that might be where I recognize it from. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Sinbad. I tried so hard to just see how, because there's so many celebrity cameos in this movie. I couldn't find any hard research about like how these people got in the movie, but like they have uh George Carlin. In the movie... No, goodness. Not George Carlin. Would have been a completely yeah, different yeah, right, right. movie. No, you're thinking
1: of a... a, <laughs> a Kevin... Uh, Kevin... old Kevin Hockey Jersey. Smith. Smith. It, I kept thinking Kevin Smith was from King of Queens. That's <laughs> Kevin <laughs> yeah, James. Yeah, Kevin James. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of a Kevin Smith movie.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> George Clinton. No, George Clinton from uh, Digital Underground. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not Digital Underground. Um... Goodness, why am I just blinking on all of my references?
1: This is a really I- bad section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can't tell you this. The angry construction worker at the beginning has also been featured prominently in another flashback flicks film that we have covered. Go on. You may recognize his face from Batman. Batman. The Tim Burton Batman. <gasps> no way! You're right. Yeah.
0: He was the uh, um, the guy who was uh, the, the the commissioner human, not Commissioner Gordon, but like uh, he was the guy there. He was Knox. He was Alexander Knox. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are a ton of like cameos and celebrity people, like George Clinton, um, and the Parliament. Featuring Digital Underground. Yeah, Uh, he he just shows up in in the asylum, and it's just a guy. Um, Carmen Electra um, has an uncredited cameo, um, and she's just hanging out. Like she just shows up to like try to seduce Ed, um, in like to giving up the sauce and. And there were just a ton, just a ton of celebrity cameos. And my guess is that it was just the 90s. Uh, so uh, people were just available in the Paramount lot. They just like, hey, Carmen Electra, come on over. Hey, George Clinton, what you guys doing? Making a movie, come on over. All right, now we're going to head on over to our segment. Gosh, I always hate when I judge myself every time I say it, head on over. All right, now we're going to go into the segment known as... Head Cannon, let's head on over there. <laughs> uh, welcome to Head Cannon, home of the Head Cannon. Can't take your order. Nice. Uh, head Cannon is the part of the show where we share our unique ideas and theories um, and own stories based on evidence provided by the movie. Now, I don't know if you know this, Grayson, but the movie. Starts and ends with the same line making the movie a palindrome. Nope, that's not how palindromes work. No. But it does mean in my headcanon that the movie never ended. Oh, it is a circle. It is a circle. It's like a groundhog's day, but no one's aware of it. Oh, I like that. You're right. Yeah. Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> you gave me a bun. Yeah, you ordered nothing on it. I was expecting a patty. Well, a patty's something. Oh, Amelia Bedelia logic. Anyway, I don't know why I was just quoting. <laughs> full seat for the movie. Um,
1: that was really fun to watch. <laughs>
0: yeah so uh that that's my uh major piece of headcanon uh the second one being that it does exist in the same world as wayne's world because oh, okay. of, the, of the two vehicles my guess is that um garth had to sell his car and then they just bought it and decked it out because it was a good year for
1: good burger now would they it's still this- be five years apart yes Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess with Wayne's World Two, they're only four years apart. Huh. Yeah, because like, cause
0: at this point in time, you know, Good Burger's trying to accommodate for these, you know, the new up and coming industries. Because at first, it's just a drive through, but like, what drive through restaurant do you know that like does deliveries? Right. And you know, McDonald's doesn't do deliveries, so they're trying to compete with all these other markets. So they buy a car from a guy of a
1: guy who they know. And becomes the good, the good burger mobile. You know, the good mobile. There's actually a lot of similar mannerisms. There's the sped up actions in both of those films, mm-hmm. uh, and the look side to side where it actually makes noise. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would make sense in the physics of it. That that's yeah. actually in the same universe. There's things falling from great heights. Through glass and being okay. Mm-hmm. Like when the band member falls through the skylight in Wayne's World and lands on the couch and he's okay. Oh, and, yeah. And then in this, you have the, in Good Burger, you have the giant cheeseburger fall off and land on Sinbad's car. Mm-hmm. And even though glass is being sprayed out in all directions and he's standing right next to it. Yep. Not a scratch on him. Not a scratch. He's basically yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> He's unbreakable. Well, I guess that's the only... <laughs> oh, my headcanon, they're the same person. That Keenan and Kel, Dexter, and... Ed. Ed, thank you, are actually...
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if you take the first two letters of Dexter and turn it around, you get Ed. <gasps> there you go. There you and go. Ed backwards is D, which is what Keenan was getting in class. What? Both characters were sleeping when we first saw
1: them. <gasps> I yeah. actually do think that it's... Uh, they may not be the same person, but that it's uh, food poisoning. So... Uh, you have those <laughs> those weird puppets at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's the first day. It's Ferris Bueller's day off. If Ed did nothing with his day, like he, he's actually very <laughs> sick. Um, and which is why he takes like the construction worker that he's seen in the store and implants that thought onto Keenan. Ah. Uh, so that now he has a buddy to go through this horrible situation. Um and then it really spins out of reality when they're in 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 the insane asylum. Um, but yeah, he's actually just like sick in bed the whole time.
0: Yeah, so like the movie was like almost like a the movie was like a daydream of Kel from the T V show. Like he dreamed up this movie where he's the hero and he has a best friend who's like along the ride along for the ride with him. And he's super intelligent, and yeah. I love his monologue at the end. It's just like, well, I thought that, you know, either way, he probably would have paid a high-powered attorney to get rid of the evidence. So I thought I should use the triumphant triumphant um to make Mondo Burger Ber- uh, succumb to their own folly. <laughs> like that whole thing is just like a great little moment for him. Uh, but Yeah, yeah, where he just, he, because it's, if you look at Kel's character throughout the movie, like, he's, he's just unreasonably stupid, but also, um, incredibly lovable and likable, um, so all these other, like, great things are happening, uh, because of his kind of heart, and who wouldn't want to see themselves as that, mm-hmm. instead of just a really bad employee? Yeah. Loyal.
1: Blah, bat. Yeah, I think a lot of this is taking place in, in a mental space for him. Which is why they end up in the asylum. <laughs> I just thought it was food poisoning. <laughs> so straight to the top.
0: Random question. Um, What was your first... Did you ever have like a first summer job?
1: Being awesome. <laughs> no, I... uh. My first summer job was as a counselor at a science camp where I would teach, like, physics using eggs and things like that. And you'd have to build catapults. and then Yeah. They would do all the calculations (laughs) and, like, launch the eggs. And they had to come up with inventions to fix actual real-life problems. Like, I get birds in my chimney. How can I keep birds out of my chimney? I'm like, well, create an invention that you know keeps birds away. Yeah. Wow. So I did that during the summer.
0: And then eventually, the a bird just dropped a really big egg on your neighbor's car, so you had to pay for it with cash because you didn't have a bird license. Just crushed it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> obliterated it.
0: Yeah. This, I mean, the movie got me thinking about like my first subway job because I worked at the YMCA, uh not a sponsor, and. It was, it was great. I mean, I worked with kids, but I remember my first paycheck. Cause like the way Keaton was getting paid, didn't like, he, they were doing math, but I felt like it was just like that movie math where they were just saying numbers like, okay, mm-hmm. $5 an hour. And, oh, I'll, I should be able to be pay for the car by this time, like by no time. But then he gave like half the payment, like maybe a month. And I'm just like, wait a second. My first paycheck. I was like, Wow. I'm a millionaire and then they said no Ricky that's before taxes. And then afterwards I'm like this is a coupon. Like what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> like after taxes like you are not taking a lot home even if you are working like overtime which I'm sure good burger doesn't
1: have. No. No, you probably would have had to do like shark tail and actually take it uh to gamble. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a deleted there has to be like a deleted scene where He's just gambling all the money. And I get that. Like, the, I think the extra money he was supposed to be making was from um, Ed's secret sauce. Yeah. But, yeah. But even then, when at the height, because they said that, hey, you get 10 cents from every burger that we sell. And one time he got paid $67, which means that they sold 670 burgers that day. And then he took 20 per- he gave Kel 20 percent of that, and so he took a majority of that, but even that isn't a lot of money? No, it's not it's... a ton. Uh, so I was just confused okay. as to like how he actually paid him back half of that money. <laughs> yeah, so this is how movies get ruined. Like you start thinking about like, wait a second, let me let me dive deep into like the logistics of this and they think, ah, oh, no one's ever going to check it they thought wrong almost 20 years later someone decided someone dared to adventure where no one else was going uh but anyway that's just the thing that i was noticing um headcanon is that there's a deleted scene where kel um or keenan is um gambling the money and doubling it or selling blood yeah <laughs> yeah because, like, you would think that he would, like, because the sauce is doing really well, and, you know, they care about Good Burger. At the same time,
1: they would probably selling it elsewhere. I mean, I, it's pretty much Breaking Bad. I mean, really, you have a guy who develops this really awesome sauce. Another guy who can deal with the business. Let's cook.
0: Breaking Burger. I love it. <laughs> Breaking Burger. Oh, man. It is... It, I don't I don't even think it can get better than that. That is amazing. Oh, yes. Yes. If we were to re- remake <laughs> Good Burger today, just a hard segue to recast a remake. If they were to remake it today, I would want it to be a drama on AMC and it's Breaking Burger. Breaking Burger. Exact same actors. Exact same exact same actors from Good Burger, exact same plot from Breaking
1: Bad. You know what? I honestly believe that Kel Mitchell would throw it down in a dramatic role. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're actually doing a, a David Schwimmer and um a British guy. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're so bad with names
0: today. The good thing is that this is the third time that we've done it. So now it's a joke instead of sad.
1: Yeah. But Jim Sturgis and yeah and David Schwimmer are uh, – they start a restaurant. But, yeah, it would be like that. But it would be Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson, Breaking yeah. Burger.
0: Yeah. If I were to – if the, odd, the off chance that I would even recast this, because I would just want it to be the exact same people – it would obviously be um, Key and Peele. Key and Peele, yeah. It would yeah. obviously just be Key and Peele, and then Sinbad as himself because yeah. we need more Sinbad. I
1: I would also be okay recasting this as a Flight of the Conchords special. Oh. <laughs> I I would just want to cast
0: all famous comedy duos. <laughs> yeah, Abbott and Costello. Yep, bring them back. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That was so great. Oh, yeah. You know who I uh, completely forgot to talk about? I don't. All right. Yeah. So the girl who played Monique, Char Jackson, she oh, yeah. was in uh, Moesha, Love and Basketball. I saw her a lot growing up um, and you don't see a lot of her nowadays. But if I were to recast her, um, it would be um, uh, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Actually, you know what? Yeah, if, if if it were to be cast today, it would be Kiki Palmer if they were like teens doing their summer job. I would love to see this as um, just do it modern day. Like, did you ever see the movie The Internship with Vince Vaughn?
1: Oh, and Owen Wilson? Yeah. No, I took a wild guess that it was also o- Owen Wilson. <laughs> 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 um...
0: So I would want it to be that premise, but for Good Burger, um, modern day. It's like these adults, like Key and Peel are these adults who, um, due to the economy or some kind of like shift in their job or position, they have to just work at like a fast food restaurant. Like after, like they have to do like this kind of like unglamorous job, um, kind of fish out of water scenario. Where they, you know, have to just be adults in this like working with all these other teenagers kind of thing, and Kiki Palmer would still be um, that role. Shari Jackson was
1: nice. That'd be good to see. Yeah,
0: but then I'd want um, Nick Offerman
1: uh, Mm -hmm. to To play the manager. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see Nick Offerman, who is just totally adverse to any kind of conflict because uh in this one dan schneider was kind of like oh please no and nick offerman just being like don't just i'm (laughs) take care of it i'm gonna walk back into my office basically ron swanson
0: yeah kurt walks in he's like you're gonna leave this restaurant thank you ladies and gentlemen that was my nick offerman impression (laughs)
1: You, son, are going to walk out those doors across the street (laughs) into your giant shopping mall of a restaurant. I I don't have anything to end that. (laughs) Well, I think the biggest question then is, why in the world does Kurt have ties to the local insane asylum? (laughs) That's the...
0: oh man that's that's the question that should have been asked at the very beginning of this podcast you are absolutely right why why does he have a why is his guy not even why does he have ties to it like why does he have shady
1: ties yeah who like enter people in at midnight when clearly office hours are like done at five yeah
0: yeah oh man that is amazing i didn't even think of that because kurt was just so he was so cartoonishly evil Mm -hmm. uh and like honest to a fault that it just made sense to me that he would oh yeah of course this guy has ties
1: to shady uh safe asylums he's a restaurateur why does he need these connections (laughs) Also, I thought it was interesting how when Abe Vigoda was in the straight jacket, he looked a lot like the alternate 1985 Doc Brown when he's being uh, committed instead of commended. Wow. Do something with that. Huh. No,
0: that's, I I think, I was trying to figure out if there was a way to tie that to Back to the Future, but there isn't, unless Abe Vigoda is retired Biff.
1: I think, uh, so there's always been a missing link where you have, um, if you play the games, you have Mad Dog Tannin, you have Mm -hmm. Kid Tannin, then you have Biff Tannin, you have Mm -hmm. Nobody, and then you have Griff Tannin. And Mm. in this case, I think that Spatch would be Spatch Tannin. Whoa. And he's around he's around Abe Vigoda. He's around Otis. Uh and is kind of aware of Doc in this in this scenario. Wow. That's yeah. great. You did it. I, did I didn't it. think it was possible, but oh, we did it. We did we it. Got- and I'm exhausted.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this review with our reasons to recommend Grayson. Why would you recommend Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger, the movie, not the restaurant? Oh, Which there is. There's actually a chain of there? restaurants called Good Burger, no relation to the movie, actually. They're like a series of uh, restaurants in New York.
1: Huh. I wonder if they enjoyed that or hated it deeply.
0: I think they enjoyed
1: it so long as people paid them money. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh I would recommend Good Burger uh because it really is a fun buddy comedy. And mm-hmm. Keenan and Kel to see this as what launched their uh their partnership um, mm-hmm. kind of bridging the success of all that to the Keenan and Kel show that they did together. Uh it's a lot of fun. It's it's kind of like watching um like Aykroyd and Belushi do blues brothers to a certain degree of like people that just oh, yeah. belong working together. Like Key and Peel is a great example of that as well. It's like they just know each other so well. It's like they're dancing together. Um, and so for that reason, it's a great partnership and I would recommend it.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's excellent. I want to watch
1: the movie again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Better the second time. <laughs>
0: yeah i would say that good burger i'd recommend good burger if you especially if you've seen all that like all that was such a cool and great concept in the 90s and it's great reliving those sketches because um it's one of those shows that if you have ties to the original sketch and you just really fell in love with these characters um you love it, like when Kel had a scene of "bloody bloody 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 bloody." I was like laughing like out loud, <laughs> like I I remember Ed and like Ed was such a dysfunctional like Amelia Bedelia like type <laughs> character. It's just like, well, you said draw the drapes, and so I drew you a picture of drapes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you idiot um yeah (laughs) like i i just especially if you have that piece of nostalgia attached to it i would highly recommend it in case you haven't seen it which i couldn't imagine if you hadn't um i'd also recommend seeing it especially if you are looking for a classic um summer movie um and you want to relive what it's like to have your first summer job that's kind of Um, awful and great at the
1: same time Um, yeah this this is yeah good summer movie that nickelodeon put out if you're looking for a winter movie just wait a couple until snow day yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah and
0: and i'd also recommend it if you um if you really just want to see uh keenan thompson's um some of his uh earlier work Uh, especially if you enjoy him on SNL and things like what up with that. Like he would do these (laughs) irreverent uh, sketches and have like this very specific kind of comedy. And like, even from a young age, he was like formulating these characters and these personalities that were very distinct from each other. Um, Same with Kel, like Kel as Ed is a completely different person. And then you see him like be, a person in these interviews that i was watching i'm just like oh yeah that's right i like i forget that kel is like a, a human like he's a person he just plays these characters so well that you see him as those characters yeah. so um all those reasons um and all that <gasps> he said it <laughs> And that is our review of Good Burger. Let us know what you think of Good Burger. If you remember it, if you watched it recently, if you want to go back and watch it, it's on Netflix, and then leave us a review. Um, Leave us a review on Twitter. We are at FlashbackFlix. And uh, let us know what you thought of our review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Let us know uh, our review in the form of a Good Burger order. So, say... This was a good review with a side of uh, good critique and a side of good nostalgia. Something
1: like that. And some sesame seed callbacks.
0: Yeah! <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time where we say, what's
1: up, Doc?
0: With I know that voice.
1: <laughs> I didn't sound anything like Bugs Bunny, and I wasn't even like trying to. I just wanted to get what's up, Doc, because we're doing a documentary oh say what's up documentaries you nailed it (laughs) you nailed it
0: (laughs) now you might be thinking ricky this movie came out in 2013 and you're right but we are going to do something a little bit different we are going to be looking at a documentary a and b look at this um thing that talks about voice actors it's um super interesting thing that um has an incredible history and so uh if you haven't seen it yet it is currently on netflix at the time of the recording oh goodness words it is currently on netflix at the time of this recording so we highly recommend it and um be sure to watch it to be a part of the conversation next time right here on the flashback Flix retro movie podcast until next time remember to be kind and rewind.